2: Hello and welcome to this week's discographology pregame, the show where we do our best not to fumble it when it comes down to the wire. We are more of that. I am Josh, and with me is...
1: Matt, Matt here. Here. <laughs> You did it at the same time. <laughs> well, that's about how... <laughs> After I'm you, Blake. Uh, and right. we are more of that,
0: and we're here to there do discographology. Yes, <laughs> uh, and... Uh,
2: as always, Watch before first. we get into a, a deep dive on an album, which this uh, next week we'll start our look at the discogra- <clears throat> discography. I almost said the discographology, the discography I of mean, sure. Heim, Um and we'll start with their album "Days Are Gone." But before that, we always like to discuss what we're currently listening to and what we've purchased and other music news. And uh, I, I know from looking around at social media things that a couple of people have been purchasing quite a bit probably more than than i have uh one person in particular seems like i don't want to <sighs> call you out but you've bought a lot of things
1: i feel like who are you gonna say i i don't
2: I, know i don't know, I don't know. We'll, we'll find out as we go when, when people are revealing what they what they've recently got but does anyone want to kick us off with what they've purchased or, or what they're listening to currently
0: well i haven't bought anything so I'll, I'll go first uh actually the opposite of buying things we're we're gonna let our showtime lapse but uh so we've been clearing through some of the things we want to make sure and catch and that is where i saw that go gogo's documentary that uh i i told you guys about uh it was pretty interesting yeah yeah it was it was good um I'd forgotten that they were as early as they were uh, as they were. Um, I think Beauty and the Beat was 81 or 82. And that is what I had listened to this week, um, you know, yeah. kind of on the girl group theme. And it was, you know, it was the the Go-Go's. And, and uh, I love that album. Personally, I love it. Is it this is it town? I, what's what's the yeah, the, the the side one track ender that's such a bop?
1: Yeah, uh, th- th- this town yeah. so dangerous or wh- however it goes it's been a while
0: yes uh, uh just a great beat um you know re- really uh really kind of almost you know mean and and, and I, I really enjoyed it so i uh it was my first time through it and um i i have vacation on vinyl and hadn't gotten to it yet i know that it's not supposed to be as good as the um, it's not as beauty and the beat uh Jay, Jane Wyland, as pretty much said so uh, on the documentary, as, uh, that does I've watched, does the but...
2: documentary go into because they their roots are sort of in like the L.A. punk scene, right? Of the yeah the seventies, does it go into that much at all, or does it...
0: uh, a little bit? In so far as to say, our their roots were in oh. the <laughs> punk scene in the seventies? Uh, it
2: just does. That always fascinated me, that this band that you think of is like... Uh, I I heard a
1: really weird punk fact. You want <laughs> Speaking of fun facts, Josh, you want you want a fun Go-Go's fact? Sure. I heard that Belinda Carlisle used to drum for the Germs. Is that made up? I,
2: I've heard that as well, actually. Um, I don't I think that's insane. made up. If you've listened to the Germs, um, I think I've shit on the Germs on this podcast before, but <laughs> uh, if you listen to the Germs, it makes sense that they would have someone who possibly doesn't know how to play drums... Drum, drum, for <laughs> yeah. them. They're not. <laughs> yep. It's not a very uh, sophisticated sure. sound um, that requires no, much. No. Yeah, uh, but the L.A. punk scene. I, I just want to, Matt. Sorry to jump in here, but I do want to drop in. There's a, actually a really good book on that called "We Got the Neutron Bomb" that I read years ago. Um, if you've ever read uh, "Please Kill Me," which is the oral history of the New York punk scene of the. Early 70s, by I think it's like Legs McNeil or something, is the guy that wrote that. Yeah, we read that one. This is sort of like the companion to that for the West Coast, sort of about like what's happening in LA in punk in the 70s. And I want to say the Go Go's are in that book as well, um, because they're kind of obviously part of that whole scene. But uh, Matt, did you so you watched the Go Go's documentary? Do you have anything else that you have been listening to lately?
0: No, um, I've been listening to a lot of he- a lot of Heim, uh, you know, in, in preparation since it's a a totally new uh new group for me. But um, I- preparation Heim, preparation H, we could call it. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, I I don't know that I want to call it that, but um. <laughs> I, I might have to to wait till this weekend, but it's it's wanted or I've wanted to put on uh, my copy of Tusk, which I've never sat down and gone through front to back, uh, Ooh. you know, because I, I think I'm just feeling L.A. Uh, L.A. vibes with uh, with go and with with Heim and and um, and I'm getting a lot of Fleetwood Mac from oh, yeah. from the Heim. And, uh, yeah. just, you know, wanted wanted to revisit that as well.
1: I've even, I've got a Tusk comparison for the- uh, I do as well, ooh. actually. Oh, ooh, <laughs> nice. I, it might be the same one. We'll see. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I I don't have Showtime, so I don't know if I'll be able to watch it. There's a lot of, there was a Beastie Voice documentary recently as well that I heard a lot about. I think it was on Apple, like the Apple TV thing. And uh, I want to say maybe Spike Jones was involved with it as well, that he like directed it. And I've heard that's really good.
0: I think I know what you're talking about. There there's just too much TV. <laughs>
2: there there really is. And there's oh, yeah. several good uh, music documentaries. Like if you go to my Netflix, there's all these music documentaries I haven't watched uh that I've wanted to. Yet somehow, you know, before before children and everything, uh I was able to watch the three hour Eagles documentary and the three hour Tom Petty <laughs> documentary. And
1: Okay. You know, all You've this got stuff. time.
2: Now I don't have any time, but uh yeah. So uh I guess I'll I'll go next uh, if no one else wants to jump in. Uh, sure. As far as purchases go, I actually didn't think I was going to have much for this until like within the last couple days, I decided to kind of plug a couple holes in my collection. <laughs> I am. Um, <laughs> Don't say it like that. <laughs> that's what it is. I I Got had plugging uh, so
1: some holes. Um, I
2: was plugging some holes. Um, <laughs> It's kind of a, it's kind of comic book collector parlance, I guess, you know, like Mm. you got a list of stuff and yeah, (laughs) you you got issues and you got to plug certain holes. Anyway, I, uh, went up to our, our local record store, heavy heads (laughs) and was looking through there and ended up getting the other day, U two unforgettable fire, which is the fourth U two album. And it was the only one I needed of the first five U two albums, which are kind of of a piece in a way, um, and I had the other ones, I just didn't have Unforgettable Fire. I've seen it several times, never pulled the trigger on it until the other day, I, basically because I didn't find anything else. And I was like, well, I guess I'll get Unforgettable Fire. Has anybody ever listened to Unforgettable Fire?
0: I that don't album? think so. I, nope. I have it. Um, prob- I, I'm sure I've listened to it once, but it's been many, many years.
2: Yeah, it's, it's all right. It's the one right before Joshua Tree... Uh, so it kind of comes between War and Joshua Tree. It's sort of the transition to more stadium rock, I guess you could say. Uh, it's got the song Unforgettable Fire on there, Pride in the Name of Love, which the, is
0: okay, that's the one.
2: Very bombastic, you know, arena rock. And then uh, probably one of my favorite U2 songs, and I know it's one of your favorites, Matt. Which is Bad.
0: Is it bad? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Which is, I, I think uh, you introduced that song to me actually, but but it's very it's good. It's a
2: Great one. Yeah, it's a great one. Filter kind of rips it off with uh, what's that filter song? Uh, take a picture or whatever. It's a very similar bad. song to Bad. If you put the two. I side loved.
1: Side. I love the parody of that song. Fat, so good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I believe, though, Bad, if I'm not mistaken, was sort of the song that, in some ways, launched you to to like this extra level of stardom because they performed it at um. I think it was the Live Aid. Was it a Live like Aid? A, a- eighty five, and they, yeah, during that yeah. song, Bono like went into the crowd and like sang directly to some fans, and it was like this this big thing on TV where like you know they're playing this song that slowly builds to this you know very intense climax, and he's you know doing his martyr thing, or maybe not martyr, but doing his sort Mar- of he Christ he, he wasn't being killed, but yeah, he was doing his very like messianic thing in the audience, you know. With People gathered around him, and, and people were like, Oh, this is you too. This Bono is it's got it going on. Um, <laughs> I know Logan, you're a big
3: war fan, right? You 2 war. Yeah, I like war a whole lot. I had that album, and I had Zeropa, as I think we talked about last time. Um, I had a, a cassette tape like made for me of uh, is it uh, Under a Blood Red Sky? Yeah, a live album. I like that album. Yeah, it's really good. Um, And I think, and then I have a a octung baby. Yeah. So I I plugged that that hole
2: of uh, of, of the first five U2, and then I today was on Facebook and saw that Heavy Heads got in White Light, White Heat, the Velvet Underground album. And I was like, Mm -hmm. hey, that's the only Velvet Underground album I don't have of the first four, you know, Lou Reed albums. Mm -hmm. So I ran up there and got it and listened to that today and, can't say it's my That's favorite. That's their very
1: first one, isn't it? It's second. It's the second one. The first oh, one is not it
2: its 2nd its the 2nd one the 1st one 1st One with the banana. Uh,
1: the... No, no, no. White light, white heat came before nope. Velvet. No, nope, really? the one with the banana you're is, is nineteen sixty-seven,
2: on and White Light, White uh, Heat
1: is sixty-eight.
2: Crazy. Um, I don't. I
1: don't know what I was thinking.
2: I, I don't think you're. I mean, those two albums kind of do go together. They're the only ones with John Cale. So those those kind of go together in that way. But uh, yeah, so I, I I plugged that hole as well. Nice, got, nice. got white light, white heat, which uh, has anybody heard that one around here? Or? I think yes. I have it oh, at least oh, in yeah. part. It, it's kind of the one where you know how like they say each Velvet Underground album kind of like invents a genre almost. It's like it's the one that invents uh, noise rock. <laughs> Most yeah. definitely, like, yeah, kind of. It's it's like the second side. I mean, Sister Ray is like an 18 minute like, noise jam. You know.
1: Thank you for inventing Sonic Youth. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. Uh,
2: yeah, I can't say it's my favorite, but I mean, they're all great. But it's got to
1: plug that hole.
2: I got to plug that hole. all holes filled. All holes are filled now for that. Uh, although ne- after I got it, I realized I should get the uh, compilation VU which is the one that has all the Lou Reed era outtakes. It's got like Stephanie says, which is kind of a very popular seminal velvet underground song now. Um, okay. And then uh, as far as listens go, I, I was looking through what I've been listening to lately on Spotify, other than Heim, uh, which I'm sure my algorithm now is like, this guy loves Heim. So that's yeah. All I've been listening to. Um, But one thing that actually I wonder, this might kind of pique your interest, Logan. Um, There's a (laughs) band called the Fruit Bats that announced they're going to do an entire cover of Siamese Dream. And they put out the first song from it, uh, their version of Today. Now, I think what piques your interest is probably the Smashing Pumpkinsness of it. I don't know if you would necessarily like this cover, though. (laughs) It's very, like... I'm already it?
3: guessing. I no, but I'm already <laughs> guessing that I won't.
2: Well, they take it a very like they played today almost as like a waltz. Uh, like a, a I kind I, of well, they're like,
3: they're striking out with pl- picking that song already <laughs> with me. Like that's I just true. don't want to hear that Although, song covered. Was that
2: was that the first single from Siamese Dream?
3: Yeah. I no, remember, I think was it oh, Rock? Was it Cherub Rob? I think it was Cherub oh, Rock. Oh,
2: because I thought maybe they were gonna follow the singles release, and I was like, that's cool if they did that. They literally followed like. But I guess never mind. Anyway, um, their version of today, it's like a kind of a acoustic guitar and instrumentation oh, no. waltz. Oh. It's interesting. And I, I like the conceit of like, we're going to do, kind of like the few years ago, even though he's been canceled, uh, the, the Ryan Adams uh, 1989
1: mm, re- yeah. reinterpretation.
2: Um, yes. Yeah. Blake probably has some thoughts on that.
1: But... Uh, I, I had some <laughs> thoughts, and now I have some different thoughts. So. <laughs> I just Um, don't, yeah.
3: I don't know. I think I saw something, uh, like, scrolled past something like that and I was just like, ugh. (laughs) And I just scrolled (laughs) right on past.
2: (laughs) I I don't know. I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, Obviously, I I prefer the original, but uh, I was going to say, the (laughs) other thing than that, the other uh, song I wanted to kind of note was um, there's a YouTube channel I I really like. I know I've made Matt watch this guy before, Josh Turner, who's like this really... um, Talented multi instrumentalist guitar player, but he, uh, every once in a while, he'll post like a cover of something that leads me to discovering some artist or song I've never heard. And recently, he posted a cover of this band from the 60s called The Millennium. And they're like this kind of psych pop act. They almost sound like Big Star, but like in 1968. Um, and I- I've been listening to their song a lot that he covered, It's You. So you are into like what Big Star would sound like in 1968. Yeah. <laughs> go look up The Millennium, it's you. And then other than that, I've been working on that Halloween mix. Working, oh, working you on know that it. that sp- spooky spooky tape. CD. Ooh. Not tape. Uh
1: What if it was a tape though? That'd be cool. Yeah.
2: Of which I am sure Blake, you and I will will cross over on yeah. w- one song. We'll about have positive.
1: about four four songs that are the same.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's one I'm positive about, but Anyway, that's that's what I've been well, listening to, and I've I've purchased. Uh, I don't know who wants to go next between Logan and Blake, but
1: um, uh, Logan, go ahead.
3: Uh, I I picked up a couple things at a uh, record store day. Uh, I wasn't even going to go. I didn't. I don't think I even really. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about it, and uh, my buddy Joe kind of contacted me and I was like all right I'll go but I was once I found out what was coming out I I was mainly excited by the cure's reissue of uh, 2000's blood flowers and I found this one at Heavyheads records actually uh, so while I say excited I was probably more irritated uh, <laughs> that it was on another one of those damn picture discs and yeah. I don't mean to like be snobby or anything it's just I'd rather have black like on 180 gram vinyl. Heck, I'd even take color but picture discs are at just at
1: least do like a blood splatter. Yeah, I,
3: mean, I would kinda. that's totally acceptable. I would totally get that. Um but I just they're just notoriously noisy and anyway, I like if the Cure were to reissue Wish on a like finally reissue that album and they put it out on a picture disc, I think I might just <laughs> like flip. <laughs> I'd just be like no.
2: No. Do you? Uh, what do you think the the motivation is there? Is, do they think they'll sell a few more units if they do picture disc? Or, or I what?
3: I don't know. I maybe they're just kind of on a kick and just like them. Or I don't I don't know what the the motivation is. But they also I, they came out with uh, the Seventeen Seconds album. Yeah. Uh, I saw that too. Er, early it's also year, a picture right? disc, right? Yeah, and I I just passed it up i was just like eh, i don't i don't think so um I, i'll pick it up at some point I was surprised yeah um but i i already have a copy um an earlier copy so i was kind of happy with that i'll get it sometime but i listened to it it honestly like you know in the quiet parts it's pretty loud if that makes sense <laughs> but uh it sounded really good once you kind of crank it up but I got that. I enjoyed listening to it while it was raining outside. It was really rainy. So that added to the whole Flowers mood. Ooh. That was also like, I, I remember being present for that Cure release. That was like one of the first times like, oh, I'm old enough yeah. and like ready to get a Cure album. And it came out like the day after Valentine's Day or something like that. But anyway. Did you like the up... the self-titled
2: oh, one that came out after that? Because I remember when that one came out.
3: I, I, I remember buying that and I went to the curiosa festival that year that they released that album um you know i liked it i think at first and then i went through a period of time where i was like wow this album sounds really i don't know weird to me ross robinson produced it which i thought Mm -hmm. was a weird choice uh in a way but uh i don't know uh i'm kind of coming back around to kind of liking some of it i think there's some good stuff on there um, I picked up the Little Jimmy Urine from Mindless Self-Indulgence uh, uh, and Surge Tankian collab album, uh, Fucktronic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I found this a when match it,
1: made in heaven.
3: Yeah, I found it at Stick It, and I had no idea what it was going to sound like, but I'm a fan of both of them. And in my head, I kind of thought it was going to be like, oh, these are two crazy vocalists, and they're going to go head-to-head and getting real weird. And, <laughs> and I'm like, I, it, it's definitely not that. Uh Uh-huh, so it's more like they collaborated on some mostly electronic music, but it's set to, like, an acted and voiced script following this bank heist of a British gangster. (laughs) And it was, like, definitely strange. Like, I I feel like I need to see an accompanying movie or something, but there's no actual film that goes with it. And there's only 2,500 copies, and it's made just, like, this... Soundtrack that exists for a, a movie that doesn't. <laughs> so oh, that's when when you weird. say Jimmy
2: Urine, by the way, I, I've never listened to Mindless Self Indulgence, and I know this isn't the same person, but I can't help but think of Jimmy Pop. And so my initial thought when you texted that was that it was a Jimmy Pop surge Tankian oh, collaboration from Bloodhound Gang. From Bloodhound <laughs> Gang, and I was like,
3: what is God. this like? You know? uh, that that would be a weird, I, weird I matchup too. I don't know. Um but then I also picked up uh, the Billy Eilish live at third man records, just kind of on Blake's recommendation. And I highly recommend it as well. It's, it's a great performance. The crowd gets kind of loud <laughs> and annoying at times, but in a, some, in a weird way, yes. it kind of gives an energy to it that I think is cool. But I was really impressed. It's just like stripped down. I guess I, this is the only Billy Eilish album on my own. So it was just the stri- first stri- of many stripped down with guitar, uh, acoustic guitar. And I, Actually thought it was really good. I was I was I was blown away. Um other than that, uh there's two new Smashing Pumpkins singles out. That's right. Uh called Sire and The Color of Love. I'm digging them more than the first uh volume of the Shiny and oh So Bright uh album that they're doing. Um uh, it's more new order ish, kind of a new wave sounding, mm. more electronic. Not a whole lot of guitars. Um but I you know. I'm like, yeah, sure. That's still a gear that they have. And, uh, yeah, they've done a, they've done you know s- similar things. And Billy's released the Future Embrace, which was you know a really kind of electronic kind of leaning album. And uh, so it's not totally out of character, but it's also kind of kind of fresh and new. Um, and something that I'm just like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't mind this. Um, and the, it's the, not- li- the l- lineup is still
2: James. James Haw and Jimmy Chamber, like uh, they're still Jimmy it's the same lineup, right?
3: And Jeff Schroeder and I guess uh, Jack Bates. Uh, okay. Speaking of new, speaking of New Order, uh, his son, uh, is, what's his what's his first name? Uh, Jack his dad, Bates. You know, uh, his dad's the Peter Hook. Oh, Peter oh, H- Peter Hook is uh, his dad.
2: Oh, okay, the bass player for New Order, yeah. right? Enjoy Division yeah. as well.
3: Yeah. So he plays bass for the Pumpkins. Oh, I didn't um, know that. Oh, and then. Another, uh, there's a new Deftone single out called Ohms. Ooh. I
0: have been meaning to get
3: around to that. Uh, it's it, I suggest you do. It's pretty rad. Uh, I'm a little bit more excited, I think, about uh, that song than the pumpkin songs. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm all open, ears are open for new stuff always, so go for it. <laughs> yeah, th- actually, that was, I was going to say,
2: the part of the reason I didn't think I would have anything for purchases is because... I kind of have, there's several things coming out this month, including that new Deftones that I plan on getting. And so just kind of waiting until the near the end of the month to really get a bunch of stuff. Um, That new Deftones is pretty good. Do you like it better than the, cause the last album Gore, the lead single was prayers triangles. And like, do you think this song, how does it stack up against like the lead, like that song from Gore or kind of, the other lead singles they've put out for their recent albums, you- um,
3: I like it better than uh, Prayers and Triangles. I, I I really did like that song though. I don't think it's a bad song, but I I was more excited by this. It was just there's more you know prominent guitar work from Stephen Carpenter, and uh, I think that's that's cool to hear. And I don't know how many strings he's playing on now, but it looked like it was <laughs> a fucking eight or nine string guitar. Or he's something got a like harp, that. and it's just, just electrified it's, harp. And it sounds huge. Just, uh, I was blown away. Uh, hmm. So I was excited about this, you know, the guitar and just the kind of return to the that form. And it's produced by Terry Date, who uh, did a lot of the early Deftones stuff, like uh, th- the first album through White Pony even? I don't know. Okay. And maybe the self-titled album too? I would love uh, to
2: do a Deftones discography at some point. I'd mean, probably yeah, have to split I, it up, but... I would too. Yeah, they've got... They've got quite a bit there that'd be good. Uh, I believe that I, Blake is the last person, and Blake so has yeah has a copy. Was on. I?
1: Did we skip? Was cables? I the person that you were gonna say? I
2: was because I feel like you've texted us several pictures yeah, recently. Like, hey, I just bought this. I just bought this. I'm like, I know this boy is buying up all the vinyl.
1: <laughs> so I've kind of obnoxiously just sent pictures of vinyl to. The group text so I guess so often in the last few weeks that <laughs> that uh, I kind of haven't even realized what I've I, been doing. With, I don't find it
2: obnoxious, I, by I the way.
1: Okay, yeah, all right. I and just was saying
2: <laughs> I I like seeing it. I just was like good, I feel bad for your wallet. Very... I mean uh, it's yes, <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, my my family is in debt. And by my family, I mean my wife and I. There are no there are no kids involved in this, but um, we've been. G- <sighs> She and I have been going uh I describe it as butt fuck nuts with oh, no. vinyl vinyl buying. <laughs> oh no. So there's we got so many things since we last talked that I'm gonna have trouble remembering what we got. So I'm gonna try to hit some highlights. He's got the bug first of all <laughs> I do I've got that vinyl bug and I just gotta get it all. Um there was the the record store day drop um the other day which which logan mentioned uh, and of course they're doing record store day and these weird little mini drops this time because it's a weird ass year and <laughs> so it's they want to hit us harder with <laughs> yeah exactly shell um, out more money there, i think there were literally only two things that she and i were interested in this for this drop um the billy eilish which i um convinced logan to buy and I'm he picked up for me and it's it's awesome um except for the fact that the audience is louder than the performer, but I I can forgive it. Nothing but uh, acoustic guitar, uh, keyboard, and that sweet, sweet voice. Um, And it's a lot of fun. Um, The other one is a Robin self-titled LP, which has never, to my knowledge, been pressed to vinyl before. And we didn't get this one. Only 2,000 made. Uh, Couldn't get it online. The only place it was online for sale was Rough Trade, like a British website, I think. And uh, their website straight up crashed for a long time, uh, for most of Record Store Day. When it was finally back up, they had tried to like they had all their other records, but they had tried to like memory hole that that Robin. And they're like, what? What Robin? We never there never was a Robin. We never had this for sale. Like at least at least keep the listing up, but say sold out. You know what I mean? Don't pretend it never existed. It's like it's just extra angering because we yeah. really wanted it. Literal ratio. Robin- yeah, we're, we're big, we're big Robin heads in this household, and and we we try to we we recently got her 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 body talk, which is a big get if you're if you're a pop head and a Robin head um, on 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 twelve inch. And this Robin self titled, ooh man, with the original artwork different from the is CD this artwork. by the
2: way? I mean, I know, I know Robin has had a, a long and storied career, and, and yes. she kind of started out as a pop a singer that they tried to kinda of make into a you know one of those Christina Aguilera Britney Spears clones mm-hmm. and then she mm-hmm. broke Max away Martin from that and was kind of involved, wasn't he? Yeah, but so the self titled, is this like the self titled from back then? Like is it like er, no. er, okay. So I wasn't sure when you kept saying the self titled, I just assume that means first No, let me
1: explain. Okay, you should know better than that, Weezer fan.
2: Deftones' uh, self titled. I I know. I I literally talked about the Velvet Underground, whose third album is self titled. Go go ahead,
1: fucking Weezer. (laughs) Um, So her her first record, which is the manufactured pop, was hilariously called "Robin Is Here." And it that's some, kind of that's some uh,
2: 2001 shit, right? Robin there. is here.
1: It's called. It, I. It was the. It was the 90s, and it was not oh. even 2001. Um, and my dad had the record, and all this shit. Uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Your dad's what record shit? collection is just. It. Your Every dad. we album? learn more about it,
1: he likes female pop vocalists. He probably likes Billie Eilish. We've never talked about ah, it. Um, it's beginning to make sense. <laughs> her, her, we're not that alike. Don't don't get carried away. Um her self-titled came several albums later and rep- and represented her uh going out on her own and uh was the first record on her own um label Konnichiwa Records. Uh it it's basically where she started to get truly good <laughs> and where, you know, uh music critics started to recognize and be like, "Oh, hey, this Robin is pretty dope." Um and sh- then she released a uh, a really awesome album after that too called Body Talk. Anyway, I just really wanted that I don't have it. If anyone out there uh please uh point point submit me it. it. I really want to submit it. Yeah. it to
3: Blake. Let us he know where Robin it. is. He des- any Robin heads out there listening. I know
1: the popheads are tuning in. Um you ever go to R slash popheads?
3: <laughs> no.
2: I know it exists, uh, but I do not go there.
1: I've I've glanced at it. Uh, anyway, um the wife got a bonus, so she bought me a present. <laughs> she's so She's so fucking nice that she bought me um, Ghost Prequel. Ooh, um, boop, boop. It's this gorgeous clear smoke vinyl uh, disc, and it comes with a um, a seven inch. It's also the clear smoke um, of two songs that I've never even heard. I haven't even listened to it yet, but I fucking love the album prequel. Uh it comes with a poster, all this cool shit. The album art is so Fucking dope. Uh, and the, the, the poster is just like a bigger version of the album art. Nice. What else? What else? She got herself as part of that bonus gift. Uh, a lot of shit. Natural Born Killers. Does anyone here have that? Uh, assuming you mean the soundtrack? soundtrack? Yes, yes. Not
2: the single by Ice Cube. and <laughs>
0: I...
1: <laughs> Soundtrack produced by Trent Reznor. Oh. So I... she bought... Uh, don't. This is Natural Born Killers off of Amazon that we're still trying to determine if it's um, <laughs> legitimate or um, uh, a bootleg, but it looks really real. And it's it's two really nice translucent green discs. Uh, cool soundtrack. She also got us for our Nine Inch Nails collection uh, from Record Store Day in 2015, the box set of uh, Halo 1 through 4, which is Pretty Hate Machine and three of its singles on, all on twelve inch discs. Uh because why the fuck not? It's nice. just a cool That's gorgeous. collector's yeah. thing to have. That's very yeah. cool. Yeah. So the uh the NIN vinyl collection is is growing like crazy. She's been on a real tear with it. Uh on record store day, we ended up we weren't gonna go out at all, but we ended up going to the store. We looked at stick it in your ear. Logan had already picked me up the Billy, so there was really nothing else there that I wanted for record store day, but we we just started driving around to re- record stores, which is something we haven't done in a very, very long time. I'm talking pre-Corona days and thrift shops. Um, yeah, this was also my first yeah.
3: venture out to the record store.
1: And, uh, Hell yeah. And, yeah, and thrift shops. Thrift shops because um, I called, uh, I texted up Josh because he's a regular Macklemore as far as uh, thrift shops go, <laughs> and he knows. He knows where all the uh, best. I gave uh, you a pretty
2: good l- breakdown. I feel like of, of each one. Like,
1: uh, yeah, you really did. I didn't. Ex- he gave me like this like bulleted, numbered list <laughs> of the top ten. And I'm like, bro, I just need like the top three. Don't even give me like the the shittiest ones. But uh, it was pre- it's a it was a pretty fun read. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, we I finally went to City Music for the first time. Um, my favorite part about City Music was the the back room yeah. which yeah. uh someday when when it, we're able to play again i i would like to play there because it looks like a
3: mid-century living room yes it, yes on I've board been in there and, and i've seen that that is yeah. uh very yeah you know, it's got a good vibe going on for sure yeah yeah it's a
1: it's a really cool vibe it looks like you're playing in mr rogers living room um and it he he said he wants to get touring bands to come through, and he said he's interested in local bands too. Uh, the selection there, I mean, they didn't have RSD stuff. He said he he tried and couldn't. Uh, but I got some old ass, cheap ass, beat up records. I got uh, some Harry Nilsson. Which which uh, Harry Nilsson did you get? Nilsson Schmilsson. That is the best uh,
2: Nilsson album.
1: Is it? Is it? Okay, yes, good. It is because I've only heard some of the songs on it. It's the best you, one.
3: My parents have that. Dope. I think on vinyl. <laughs> Everybody's parents have Harry it's, Nelson.
2: It, that is a terrific album. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, right or die. I uh,
3: is he dressed up as I Dracula? Actually,
2: no, that is nah, son of Schmuel. He's like in a.
1: Oh. He's like he's like in a robe. He's in a robe. <laughs> he uh, kind of looks. I, he
2: kind of looks to me like a friend of ours, Bo, with with a beard um, a on that album cover. To me, but
1: um, it's the one with coconut on it. Yep. Um, I I put it in a giant stack of of uh of records that I gave to Logan to clean with his record cleaning materials. Um, he's got a record cleaning business. It's called Deeper
3: Grooves Record Lab. Oh, thank you.
1: You should <laughs> check it out. Anyway, I, I I think I gave like everything that I bought at uh City Music to Logan to clean because they were fucking filthy. Uh, <laughs> I found the itch there, which is the local punk band. I have that. Uh, that I, I, have I had. It. That's <laughs> cool.
0: The Courage to Be Hated.
1: Yes. I, ha- I so have that. So it's record. a 12 inch put out by We Rock. Mm-hmm. And uh, even though it needed a good cleaning, I, I put it on and it sounded surprisingly badass <laughs> um, for for a locally well, made in, made in Carthage, Missouri. Um, for some local punk vinyl, it sounded it smacked. I got Heart Dream Boat Annie. There's like 10 other records I've gotten recently, but I, I don't want to go another hour hey, talking. That, that Nielsen, if mile. I
2: can talk quickly about that Nielsen a little longer. Yeah. Um, I know. him. Yeah. Uh, have you watched the show on Netflix, like, Russian Doll? Like, you know what I'm talking about? Or... Um,
1: I watched the first few episodes. The,
2: the theme song for that is on that Nielsen album as well. And oh, I guess, really? I guess Gotta Get Up is what it's called. I guess that it became so popular because that show, if you go to Spotify now and listen to Nielsen Spielsen, it literally says, Gotta Get Up, Dash, the song from Netflix's Russian <laughs> Doll. Like, they went in it's and renamed, renamed it. I'm like, come oh on, my guys. God.
1: Um, but yeah, then uh, and it just, like, has the art.
2: That that album also, uh, you should listen to the song on the second side called "Jump into the Fire," because that song fucking right. rules.
1: Um, I'll get great. to it whenever Logan uh, gives me some some records back. Um, no rush, no rush. Oh, I'm gonna be working on it this weekend. You're you're good. Um, the thing about Harry Nilsson, you know what's fucking crazy is that he did a. You know how we were talking about cover albums earlier. Yeah. He did a cover album of Randy Newman. Yeah, I think bef- I think before Randy Newman was all that popular. Right, Nielsen right. sings
2: Newman. Yeah,
1: that fucking crazy.
2: I don't think he- you want to know a crazier fact about Harry Nielsen. Sorry, we're going off a of Harry Nielsen phase, but uh, or <sighs> tangent. But this is you know who yeah. is the world's leading expert on Harry Nielsen. And this is, and I say this because this—he's self-professed title, but also all the reissues of Nielsen stuff. He writes the liner notes. He's in documentaries talking about Nielsen. It is the actor. It's Curtis Armstrong. That is the actor that played Booger in Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> oh, Booger! Oh my God. Booger from Revenge of the Nerds is the world's leading Nielsen expert.
1: No joke. Fuck? He
2: writes all the liner notes. He does all the like commentary reissue shit. It's crazy. It's so
1: weird. Huh. <laughs> I would love to be the world's leading expert on literally anything. Just one thing. <laughs> right? I, it's,
2: I, I don't. I think it's like a self-professed thing. But yeah, they always. Anytime they're like, "Hey, we need to do something on Harry Nielsen. Get Booger in here. He can <laughs> give us the rundown." Oh, <laughs> anyway, uh, so any, anything else that you anybody's picked up or uh, what have you been listening to, Blake? That's what you've been. I guess that's what just you've been all, listening to. What you've been bought. listening
1: to? Yeah, that, a lot of the shit that I just bought is uh, just lots of vinyl. Honestly, like there, there's nothing on my on my Apple Music to speak of in uh, in recent weeks.
2: Yeah, uh, I think as far as as band news, we haven't really nothing has really happened since the last episode. I I've went back to work, uh, and and Matt and I both work for the same employer, and so I think with me going back and his job getting a lot more difficult yeah. lately and busy. It's been hard to really do much um with that stuff. And uh Logan, have you been working on anything for your the Logan Williams music or doing any other stuff lately with recording yeah. or
3: well, I've got a couple things. I've been kinda of working on the Halloween playlist and Ooh. I've uh working on something with my dad and ah. Like a Halloween um, thing
2: with your dad or just another? Yeah,
3: sort of. But just like a uh, kind of our own Halloween mix kind of cool. thing. And I think he's, he's, I don't want to, I don't want to reveal too much. Uh, we're still in the early, we're trying to get it together in, in time for this Halloween and we're still, uh, in progress. So we'll see how that goes. And not really, other than that, just, uh,
2: I, I singled Logan it. out, by the way, because uh, Logan is the only one oh, that's I, completely finished on the album. We've been working like you—you you have well, all your stuff that you're waiting on us now. To do done. our stuff. Uh,
3: <laughs> I'm getting ready to. I had a false alarm with. Uh, I think I talked about getting this uh, camera to co- start uh, converting a bunch of uh, old band footage. Yeah. Uh, well, it—it it turned out that that camera uh, was a bust, so I had to break down and just get one. And, oh no. But I'm gonna hopefully just kind of uh, sell it, you know, because I won't need it after I do the the transfer. So yeah. I, I finally got that. So it's been you know delayed a little bit, but I'm starting to get back on that that train. And I also had a, a buddy send me some old uh, files that he had on his computer, and he recently sent those to me. So I've been going through that, and that's been <laughs> that's been enlightening. <laughs> Is but, this what uh,
2: contributed to you uh, listening to Bloodflowers and sort of staring at the rain that day? Was watching all this <laughs> old footage? You're just like, oh, I, I just like, need to listen uh, to The Cure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: Took me nice. back to being, uh, I don't know how old I was when that album came out. It came out in 2000. I was probably like 14. I was 16. 14. You were 16? Yeah, you had. you're older than me, aren't you? You know no, you know
2: who probably she wasn't fell. even born yet? I don't know, I didn't actually look I guess this up. I was... She might have been born. Uh is Alana Haim, the youngest Haim sister. Uh,
1: she's um she was born.
2: <laughs> she's Goddam- older than twenty. <laughs> don't 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 do this to me, Blake. Uh yeah, you're right. She was born in ninety one. Damn it. Um but that is who we're talking about next week is Haim. And uh I think uh does anybody have anything else or are we good to kind of wrap up and Say uh, our plugs and then get out of here and go talk about Heim.
3: Yeah, let's, Why? Let's
2: why it. is it
1: important that they tune in? Why? Why is it important to well? you
2: you know, you're the Heim super fan. I feel like you should be the one to explain why they should tune in next week and listen to us talk about Days Are Gone. The first Heim. I'm Haim.
1: wanting. I'm wanting someone else to answer it for me because I'm still trying to formulate my own opinion. But it's like,
3: <laughs> why? Well, so why should should. They listen because why why is Heims you, discography important? Because they probably haven't heard it. I, I think okay, well, here's here's my thing. They should j- they should listen to it because I, I hadn't heard it before we started, and uh it's been very interesting for me. And I enjoyed it and hoped that you would want to do the same and also, maybe talk about it.
2: We we just did Nirvana, and Nirvana is a band that has loads and loads of books and articles and documentaries that are all about its history and making, I mean, it is one of those bands that is, we can look back as a historic band. Heim is one of those that we don't know yet because they're still making music currently. The first album, this one we're talking about next week came out in what, 2013? And um, it was celebrated when it came out, but you know, who knows what it will look like 20 years down the line. So It's going to be kind of interesting to talk about a band that's more current, um, and that's why they should join us next week, so they can hear us dive into a band that might one day hold a a stature of a Nirvana or some like band.
1: I'm I'm placing my bets now. I think they're going to go in the canon, because these records are fucking great. I don't mean to spoil it. Blake is taking the over.
2: Well, uh, with that being said, uh, does anybody want to plug anything before we go?
1: I want to plug our, our Twitter. Yes. Because we have a Twitter now, and you should follow it. Here's how I say it. <laughs> At discograph Pod. That works. At discograph Pod. <laughs> yeah. So exactly like it sounds.
2: We're screwed oh, if or just anybody tries to start a pod. It? We're screwed if anyone tries to start a podcast where they try to do, like, mathematical graphs of disco in the 70s or something. Yeah,
1: yeah. That would be... <laughs>
0: Or just, Th- that's going to be the the Patreon sideshow. That- <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, so yeah, so go, so I already go got it unlocked. Yeah. Check the Twitter out. Uh, you can find our band more of that on all major streaming platforms, your Spotify's and your Apple Musics and such. And also go to more of that bandcamp dot com. Uh, and
1: go to your local record store and buy you yeah. some time. Do that shit.
2: Good point. All right. Join us next week. Haim, days are gone. That's what we're talking about. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you then.